Hello, everyone. It's Kirk Henderson and Josh Bowe coming to you for a Saturday evening edition of Mavs Moneyball After Dark. We coming, we're coming to you a little bit early in the evening because the Mavericks played their second straight road game, this time against the Toronto Raptors, and they walked away with a 103-95 victory. Josh, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I think we were going to be at DEFCON 1 if the first quarter continued throughout the rest of the game. But I think thankfully for both of our, our mental states, uh, things turned around and Mavericks got a win, which is which is fine. Yeah, and I think we should circle back onto some of kind of the bigger picture things that we're seeing a little later. But but in to, to give anyone that missed the game a rundown, essentially the Mavericks – looked like crap again on offense and it bled over into their defense and they were losing to the Toronto Raptors uh, who are the Raptors are going to be one of the worst teams in the NBA. Like they'll put up a good fight, but they're kind of like an ideal stealth tanking team where they have a young, great player in Scotty Barnes. Fred Van Vliet is just not good enough to be that guy. And I think OG Ananobi is he he's like the Toronto KP where he wants to be one thing and he's really something else. And, and it's just going to take him a while to figure out where, you know, where he fits in the NBA hierarchy. He's a really good player. Um, but they're just not very great is, is kind of the summary. And they, they played last night and beat the pants off the Boston Celtics. Um, and then really came out looking good tonight against the Mavericks And by halftime, the Mavericks had sort of figured out something. Um, In the second, third, and fourth quarters, they scored over 25 points, which is something they failed to do in the previous five quarters in the the season. And some of that can be attributed to shot making and just shots finally falling. Um, The first quarter and and the first half, the Mavs really shot the ball poorly from three just as a team. Um, And then in the, the third quarter, and I'm going to be very interested to hear your take on this. I, I thought in the third quarter they stopped doing some of the stupid horse shit they've done in the f- first one and a half games. Like, Luka Doncic got to play basketball, and what do you know? <laughs> when Luka Doncic gets to play basketball and and gets to do the things he's good at, they're good. They built up a pretty good lead uh, and then let Toronto back in it a little bit late. This is, like The final score is a little misleading. Like The Mavericks had them beat pretty well heading into the fourth quarter and then just kind of had to keep them at bay. Uh, well, they were only up two to enter the fourth quarter. Uh, but they oh, definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they got up by 16, though. Pretty quickly. the Raptors forgot to, they could not score points in the fourth yes, quarter. They're, they're going to be the worst half court offense in oh my God. this year. Yeah, but you're right. Third quarter, uh, it definitely felt like there was a lot of okay, you know, I don't know if it was coaching staff, Luca, but it was like enough full, it kind of felt like okay, enough fooling around. Uh, let's do like they what ran we some do. high screen and roll. Yeah. Like, it was, uh, yeah. Luca made what, uh, he was two of four from deep one of two for mid range, two of two at the rim, four, uh, eight, uh, three. So he's five of eight from the field in the third quarter. Uh, that's some really awesome math in real time there. Uh, <laughs> but you know, looked really good. And they, they just, they stopped doing this weird, you know, Luca passed the ball and kind of stand. You know, obviously, I don't think they want him to just stand, but that's kind mm-hmm. of what Luca's been doing. And they're just let, hey, Luca, go go do things. And when turns out when you when you let a guy as good as Luca do things, uh, things look a lot better. It's really funny to look at the first half, second half splits. Um, just as a team, in the first half, the Mavs were uh, 
only made four total three pointers Mm -hmm. uh in the second half they made 10 Mm -hmm. uh and it's really funny because i mean what was we we were told that this team needs to shoot less three pointers and they absolutely won this game because they stopped doing their yeah yeah, they stopped doing that stupid offense whatever they wanted to call an offense through the first five quarters of this season and we're like let's just do the things we're good at spread pick and roll one big on the floor uh use pal as a dive man and not as like a weird off-ball paint clogger um let luca run pick and rolls no dorian finney smith post-ups uh no christoph's post-ups uh his post-ups went significantly down in the second half i think he took some like just as a sidebar, like he's shooting the ball terribly to start the year. He finished seven of 20 the other night. He was five of, 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 uh, no, he was four of 13. So for and those, he of was, you who, for those he of you was, who, can, who can do math, he is yeah. 11 of 33 on the season. And he was five of 18 before two garbage time layups. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. And, but I feel like his, just as a sidebar, I feel like his shot quality tonight was way better, like less forced, like, like, 17 foot post up back down some some quicker moves some simpler stuff like he he botched a dunk which would have helped and i just wanted to note that because i i think you know i'm i'm kind of a the resident porzingis you know shin kicker and i think that that overall he his defense is more active he had four blocks and a steal tonight like he he's doing enough to where i'm not thinking about how piss poor his offense has actually been yeah, his defense was really good tonight. Uh, but I, I would probably challenge you on some of the shots in the first okay. like, in the first half. I mean, he took I counted at least two really bad fadeaway post ups that had zero chance of going in. Uh in the second half he did make a cut. Like I think he had that that it was a simple that, turnaround from yes. like the second peg that was like, yes. can we do more of that? Yes, can like, he do like that our, every time? Yes. Our, our man Isaac over, <laughs> at, and I, I got to tease, I'm going to tease him about this later. Like he said, unicorn sighting. And I'm like, this is a shot they teach you in the sixth grade. Like this is not, <laughs> just do simple stuff, Porzingis. It will work out well for you because you are huge. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and you know, when he, you know, when you're playing a team like the Raptors, you could totally win or be, get a double digit lead with him being crap on offense but being you know special on defense which he was pretty mm-hmm. special i mean he, he walled off the rim and for a raptors team that really doesn't have like a go-to kind of score to funnel the offense through as much as being elite i think is probably that guy for them you know it's just there's only so much he can do like well the, this is it's worth noting too that this is the first time the mavericks have won in toronto since 2014 <laughs> Like that's kind. Of, I mean, that's seven years, eight years. That's nuts, and and I I don't know. I I'm glad they won. A lot of the first half problems should you know. It's there's two ways of looking at this. They figured something out in the second half, which was stop making this so damn complicated, or yep. they realized they needed to get a win and they're going to go back and do the same stuff that they did in the first half. Which, I mean, one of the jumping off points that I would like to discuss, and I'm, I'm curious to see how much you think it means. If you look at this box score, this box score looks like out of something from a late nineties game. Luca is playing 39 minutes. Hardaway is playing 39 minutes. Dorian Finney Smith is playing 36 minutes. They really only use three guys off the bench at any extended amount. And I would argue that all three guys that played off the bench need five, five to seven more minutes of action. Um, Kleba Bullock and Brunson all played between 17 and 23 minutes. And I don't understand why I thought 
at least the the idea was Dorian should really probably play about 25 minutes a game. He it, like he had seven shot attempts in the first half. Like that that can I mean granted, he finished with a plus 15 but he took two shots in the second half and just did what he does. I'm very curious as to sort of what the rotation point is because I don't want to see like Maybe I'm just so used to Carlisle ball, but I, I just I thought that was odd. Am I reading too much into this? I mean, Reggie Bullock not cracking 20 minutes in the first two games is a thing. Like he was your offseason acquisition, man. He was mm-hmm. you had a quiet offseason, but he was the guy you brought in another three and D wing to put next to Luca. He was a, a very good starter on a good Knicks playoff team. Uh, and the fact that he seems to be regulated to like, you know, eighth man that occasionally pl- that doesn't even play that much is is very bizarre. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He had to spend some time away from the team during the preseason with a personal issue. I think he missed three out of the four preseason games. But, you know, he's the type of veteran that I wouldn't think that that would be the case for him. You know, I wouldn't think that would be the reason for him not playing that much. I mean, maybe it is just to give him the benefit of the doubt. But uh, it's weird, you know. I mean, the two off, the only two guys that they brought in that are we know are going to be rotation guys that are new are Bullock and Brown. They combined for twenty six minutes tonight and one point. Yeah, um, that's like not, that's not a sustainable path to success. And I no, I mean because really we've seen this of... team like this is I'm, <laughs> this is going to be like really mean. But like I mean, uh, this is the same team from November twenty nineteen, and I we know how this story ends for that. For this five, six group, seven, seven groups of you know, seven group of guys. Like uh, I'm really happy that they beat a, a horrible Toronto team that was on the second night of a back to back. But like, when you've had a team that's been together for this long, it's hard to gin up like taking things away from these regular season games. You know, you know, like I, I just kind of want to fast forward to the playoffs. I, I'm going on a really huge tangent, but uh, you know, it's just like I'm not. I'm not going to be jumping up and down for joy after some of these regular season games where they look like this, uh, even though they pull out a win, because I mean, we've seen this roster together for so long and I was hoping for some sort of creativity and we're just not seeing anything different past, frankly, basketball concepts, which are not efficient. And I think this is kind of a nice, a nice transition point because well, we want to note that we're delighted the Mavericks went one. What I'm seeing a lot in my discussions with people is you need to give the system a chance. And here's here's the thing. And and I want you to stop me at any point where I'm misstating things, Josh, because I, I don't want to be unclear on this. I think we're talking like the, the Mavericks kind of fan community is talking in a very circular argument for what we saw in the first half and last game, the system that they were using is and a lot of the plays and the concepts for where they were getting shots is inefficient and bad. Like there is, I, I don't know. I don't like having this argument with people because I don't want to say when I'm discussing with someone, I think you're stupid. But when I explain to you or we walk through and say the shot attempts that they were getting were not good shot attempts by any measure there's really no way around that then you pair it with the fact that they're doing these sorts of things with players who cannot do them dorian finney smith should never post 
up, full stop. So what we're talking about here is, and, and then Dwight Powell also exacerbates things. So it's like the simple solution in the first half for me before they even started that game was just get Powell out of the game. Run something different with like Maxi in and create a little more space if they're insistent on doing some of this post-up stuff. It, it, it will give them a little more space. But then understand, guys, that the post-ups that they're running are bad shots. Luca is the only person on that team who should realistically shoot a post-up. I, I don't know how. So it's like we're talking both scheme that's not great and then players that aren't great and don't fit the scheme. So it's it's a circular argument of frustration. Am, am I explaining that right or, or or what? Yeah, no, I know because a lot of a lot of people want to be like, "Hey, give this scheme some time," and we're trying to be like, "No, you, <laughs> Dwight Powell and Kristaps Porzingis standing next to each other while Luca is Ooh. driving in the rim. That's not the scheme. Um, so, like, that's not going to make things better. Like Dorian Finney-Smith posting up, like that's not." They can post him up 300 times this season. He's not going to be that much better at it from post-up number one to post-up number 300. Yeah. Uh, there like, was one post-up Luca know? had where Dwight Powell ran at him. It was like the kind of cut that you see in an elementary school basketball game. I appreciate the, that, that, that there is a need for off-ball action. But what we have been seeing through a significant portion of two games is off-ball movement for the sake of it. It is purposeless movement yeah and i think it really summed it up in this first half there were two instances uh one christops and dwight powell both rolled to the rim at the exact same time <laughs> which was very funny uh and then powell rolled to the rim while christops was posting up uh which was almost like the same thing and and it's like the only thing like like you know the only thing I can think of, and I think I said this, I can't, I don't know if I said this in the post I wrote after the Hawks game or if I said on Twitter, if I said on Slack, the only thing I think of is that Kirk, you've been on this in terms of like movement and the Mavericks were not a very big off ball movement team in terms of like cutting and finishing cutting plays. I think they were one of the lowest teams in the league the last, last two seasons. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think they were that high the season before that. But there was so, a little more. There was right, a lot right. of standing last year. And I, I yeah. need to give the – I want people to understand that, that when we're having these discussions that I do agree with some points of what's occurring or what we saw last year. Yeah, and so I will give them the benefit of the doubt that it's like, hey, if they've been told to cut more and they're not used to it, they need to get the timings down. Like, sure. you know, they just they, – they need to be more comfortable in doing that. But then, you know, some of it is just like – so that's part of it. But then some of it is just weird, lazy play design that we saw, you know, against the Hawks, and some of it we saw here, um, and some of it is lineups like, you know, you know, if you have Powell and Kristaps on the floor at the same time, like you have to use Powell. Like you can't any possession that you run offensively with those two on the floor and Powell is just a bystander is is a failed possession. So I don't know if it's it's just figuring that out, get you know kind of get the shake the rust off of learning some some new tendencies and, and a new person telling you different things uh i think the thing that's just kind of crazy is that it just it just fell out like part of me was like okay kid could do some damage to this offense if he if he doesn't change how he coached back in milwaukee but i was like i mean 
they've been this team has been drilled offensively by Carlisle for so long. I just figured some of it wouldn't go away so fast, but there have been moments in these first two games where it looks like they've been zapped by that men in black uh, memory thing. And, and like, they just step back on the court five mm-hmm. minutes later. And it's like, like, I, it's just curious how, how so far from, from some of the good thing, like not everything they did under Carlisle was bad. Like there was some stuff that they could have salvaged and moved, brought forward. And sometimes it just looks like, well, I think they're going to have to. Yeah, I mean, we saw some of it in the second half, which is like like they were. Yeah, it, it's hard to describe this, but the Mavericks go away from 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 basic pick and roll for huge stretches of these first two games, and Luka Doncic is perhaps the finest pick and roll basketball player in modern history. I, I would put him up against anyone, and so to remove that and put it in a side pick and roll occasionally situation is such a it's a massive waste. And and so I never thought we would have spent this much time talking about the offense these first two games because it shouldn't have come to this. What it should have come to was some defensive discussion. And I think there's some real defensive criticisms that we could label at the Mavericks. Like, like and I'm, I'm not sure if you want to get into that just yet, but it's it's very curious that we're, we're, that we're here this early because I, I remember, gosh, I've been thinking about this all night and I just remembered where I heard it. In the opening scene of or opening uh, of Thirty Rock, uh, the the old comedy series, Jack Donaghy. Oh, don't call it old, Kirk. It is old though. I regret. It's. I mean, it ran for seven years and then finished like five years ago. It is old. But Jack Donaghy explains to um, the producer guy. I can't remember his name. Sometimes you have to you have to take a thing that works perfectly well and break it in order to make it your own. And I've been thinking about that (laughs) for two games. Because it's, oh, I got to put my stamp on this. And, you know, there have been people in my mentions saying, well, do you want them to fire Jason Kidd? And the answer is yes, but I, I'm not a <laughs> moron. I know that's not going to happen. Like, like if anybody thinks that Josh and I double down on takes, like, again, Mark Cuban kept Donnie Nelson employed after he stormed out of the draft room and blew the 2020 draft. Like, this is a, like, the Mavericks didn't counter that with any, oh, this is nonsense because it happened they're not letting Jason Kidd go. Like he's going to be a part of our lives for some time now. Um, but I, I, they just have to figure out ways to adapt into it. And, and the, you know, one follower who I have really good discussions with said, you know, I, I hope we can take some things from that second half and move forward. And, and I agree, but I'm just not, I just don't know if that's, that's going to be the case. Yeah. Like what happens if the first quarter starts off like the first quarter of these last two games and they, like, do they have to keep doing this process where they're trying to to slam a square peg into a round hole and then you know the second half comes around they're like oh okay fine we gotta we can't lose oh so we gotta we gotta change this i just found something i've been looking for 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 a good portion of our podcasts uh samus fendiari who is a golden state warrior blogger uh and podcaster said uh, you know he was tweeting back and forth to me about some clips and he said you know this play reminded me of when golden when golden state tried to run some of their pet sets for steph curry off ball but with Kelly Oubre initiating <laughs> and it's like, it's like, like personnel really matters in some of this finer point stuff. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, I first half four of 17 from three uh, second half, 10 and 25. Um, that's the story. Uh, Tim Hardaway jr. Made six of seven in the second half. I mean, didn't things feel normal in that second half when Tim was getting loose and, and Luca was finding him in the corners and he was getting some shots above the break. Like I felt, and 
And that's why, like, I'm going crazy here because it's like this works. Like, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, a new coach is going to want to do new things, but it, it's just it's just mind boggling to me that you'd want to you'd want to change something so drastically. And then that the, the reason is going to be, well, you got to be better for the playoffs. I'm like, this isn't. I mean, and now this is a change. That's not. Playoffs, yeah, but that's also not going to do anything for you in the playoffs when the players, when your talent level is as such. But you know. It was good to see, at least, uh, you made a point about Dorian. He had two shot attempts in the second half, and he was a plus 20 in the second half. <laughs> um, so there, there, there you go. Uh, Hardaway scored 17 in the second half. I mean, it was just, it looked like, you know, good Mavericks basketball that we've seen in the last two seasons. Uh, and, and they need to keep doing that. Uh, if they want to try to make, you know, Kristaps, you know, feel like a big special boy and get him more shot attempts, okay, that's fine. But yep. Uh, they still got to do this other stuff too, and they got they can't go too far. And I think I'm hoping I'm just hoping that the film sessions from this first game and then now this second half, like they cannot roll out uh, against Houston next week and do the same dog and pony show with Dwight and KP and Dwight just standing there. Like I hope that we that some of this slowly kind of gets chipped away, uh, and we let this team be good at what they're good at. While also, like, hey, the defense is better through two games, I think. so, yeah. And that's the thing that we were hoping for the most with the new coaching change, I think. Man, so we don't join post-game media. I, I want just – I, I kind of want to pull back the curtain. Josh <laughs> is an actual trained journalist. Like, can and maybe one day will go to games again, but frankly, it's not worth our time and the way the media has the coverage uh, these days. It's very difficult to get anything on. We have a couple of Mavs Moneyball staffers, Luke and Lauren, who join post-game and pre-game availability when they can to try to write stories around the things the team says. But more often than not, it it they just don't give you anything more. And so it's not worth your time. Nick Angstad of of you know, formerly of Mavs Moneyball here, who who is part of Locked On, says he asked Coach Kidd about Reggie Bullock playing only 15 and 17 minutes in the first two games. He answered that it was still early in the season and quote, I'm sorry you thought that he should play more. Like, what the fuck kind of answer is that, man? <laughs> like, you, you're paying this man $10 million a year and he was your marquee offseason addition. Like, is this still just more of, 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 you know, disjointed understanding between coach and front office? Gosh, I hate that. Hey, I hate reading uh, into stuff like this. I'm just more like, hey, uh, of all the things for for kid to copy Rick Carlisle on, I don't need snippety post game answers no to do. Shit. <laughs> like, 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 like we're we're looking. At, we talked about the minutes earlier, and and as much as I appreciate Dorian being a plus fifteen, I want these guys to like get their feet wet a little bit. Like I don't want Tim Hardaway to 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 drown. You know. Anyways. Yeah, this was this was like a playoff rotation tonight. You can't like against a bad team. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I know people are probably, you know, we're probably gonna get messages tomorrow about how we're not being positive enough, but I mean, yeesh. Anyways. All right. Well, you know, we got a couple more days between uh the the, the Mavericks. I want to say if I'm looking at their calendar right, they play Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. So you and I will probably be talking a fair amount next week. Um, this was, it's, it's kind of an odd opening to the, yeah, they play Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday. God, they play a, a Halloween game. Son of a bitch. <laughs> we're at the, I, I have to find, I, you know, I, I have a five-year-old. I, you know, two 30 in the afternoon. Maybe I'll be able, 
maybe I'll be able to watch it. I don't know. Cause trick or treating doesn't start till after. See, look at me. I'm just already, uh, I'm already thinking about this like a dad. <laughs> All right, guys, this is, this has been fun as always. Josh, you got anything else? No, I think that's about it. Um, you know, if people want to scream at us for not taking too much away from the Hawks game, then I'm just going to counter right back at you that, you know, the Mavericks beating the Raptors by eight. Uh, not a great it, sign. Is not. <laughs> I'm not impressed. So yeah. I'm sorry, but I'm glad there were there were the signs. So glad they won. Because if they lost, we would have come in here being like, "See, I told you so." I know. <laughs> we'll wait. We'll wait till All Star break for that. No, no, because you know what? I mentioned this today. <laughs> I mentioned this today online. You and I, like, I'm, I think I'm more of a fan because you're just a little more analytical than me, but we are both huge. Like we invest way too much of our time in this for a, for a fan, you know, fan analyst website. We would prefer that they win. Like I'm much more invested in that. I don't want them to lose. I, more clicks I would rather when they win. People, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would rather people tell us that, that I'm wrong about such and such thing. It's just, I'm not a moron, and you and I both know a lot of basketball. That's a little bit, I think. That's I fair. think we do. <laughs> you know, and, and it's just like when we talk about this sort of stuff, it's much more criticism of of process and, and, and that sort of thing. And it would also be one thing if you and I weren't proved, proven right a lot. You know, like I, I was, I was floored by your, your piece the other day when you wrote, you know, the offense wasn't broken. It just needs better players. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to pin that to my tombstone. Two years. Yeah. I'm, I'll just say this. If I feel like, if I feel really prickly, more prickly than normal, like after every post game pod, like even if the Mavs run off like 10 in a row and I'm still feeling a little weird, like, I'm just sorry. Like, the fact that this is like the same group of guys since February of 2019, like part of that is just, there's a chunk of my brain that it's that's that fact is occupying it 24 seven runs on a loop, you know, bashing me in the head. And like, there's just a bit of brain meltage from seeing the same team over and over again, despite the fact that we've been talking about the same deficiencies after the end of each season over and over again. So that might be part of it. I'll try to be better about it, you know, but there's just there's just a part of my brain that just can't shut that part of it off, which isn't fair to like, you know, we have to talk about this is a new season. Like we have to talk about it somewhat differently, especially when we're talking about like these individual games, you know, when we talk yeah. more about broader points, uh, you know, stepping back, that's maybe when we can use that information a little bit more. So I promise I'll try not to be as, not as weird about that. No, we I've gotten some delightful messages that people want us to bring because you know what? There's a wide variety of Mavericks media available. And if you want, you know, all all you know, uh sunshine and butterflies, you can probably find that. We're I think, you know, it's it's it is hilarious to me that I'm a little more on the hey, this might be okay side of things, because that just hasn't been the case for like two years. <laughs> yeah, I know. We'll see. All right. This has been great. We'll be uh as always, you know feel free to subscribe uh you know we really want feedback on this sort of thing uh download green room and participate in that i've been having some nice post game discussions uh with fans and and stuff during the week as well uh, i don't know what our podcast schedule will be we'll do the post game ones i want to try to get in some extra ones during the week but i'm not sure if we'll be able to find the time uh and and you know because we do have guests that, that we would like to try to get on but we'll see we have a big heavy week of mavs content ahead uh you know, come to mavsmoneyball.com and thank you so much for giving us a listen and I hope you guys have a good rest of your weekend.